Hello, this is Paul Martin, and I am coming to you today with a special episode of Paul Martin's Crucial Conversations. On Tuesday, February 20th, an announcement was made that ATI Physical Therapy is going to go public via a $2.5 billion, what they call SPAC merger. That's capital S-P-A-C merger. And so what I'm here to tell you is that your competitive landscape is not going to get easier, but it's going to get more competitive. And who better to talk about this news and to react to this news is our very own Tom Carden. Good morning, Tom. Hello, Paul. You know, for any of those out there who may not know Tom, Tom leads Martin Healthcare Advisors Mergers and Acquisitions Group. Tom has over 30 years of investment banking and merger and acquisition experience. He was a part owner of a company called Healthcare Business Credit Corporation, and that business sold to CIT all the way back in 2005. Since 2008, Tom has been focused on doing rehabilitation transactions, and we will tell you that he has done more transactions than anybody on the planet. So, Tom, walk us through this move by ATI in terms of the timing, the valuation that's been placed on this, and please fill us all in on what this SPAC really means. Thanks, Paul. I really appreciate it. So, so the, this, this announcement of ATI going public is significant, and, and it's, it's going to have a major impact on the rehab industry. And, and as our clients and friends know, you know, we've been talking about an, an IPO, you know, for the past couple of years. And in, in fact, in 2020, pre-COVID pandemic, you know, we, we said we thought that there would be four to six kind of middle market companies between 150 to 250 clinics that got recapitalized or sold, but that we thought ATI would go public. And What's kind of surprising about it is, you know, the pandemic was the most difficult uh, year we've had since the Great Recession in 2008. So it's pretty spectacular that, that they would be able to do uh, uh, an IPO. And so when, you, when, you, when we talk about a SPAC, it's a special purpose acquisition corporation. Some people call them blank check companies. And basically, it's a company that gets formed. You know, they, they uh, file the appropriate uh, documents with the SEC, and they form a company and they, they sell stock. And, and they hold that stock. And, and then their purpose is to go out and buy a company or companies with that stock. And, uh, you know, SPACs have been around for a while. Uh, years and years, but in the past couple of years, they've gotten really popular. And I think maybe the reason, and 2020 was probably the, you know, uh, most significant year for SPAC acquisitions. And I think some of that may have been the pandemic. You know, you can't do a traditional IPO roadshow, you know, where you're visiting, you know, 50 cities, three countries, and so uh, a SPAC has been very popular. It's been very popular with tech and, and uh, healthcare tech. And, and so, uh, um, I, I, you know, it, it wasn't surprising to see that they did a SPAC. But, the, you know, the two, $2.5 billion valuation was significant. And here's what else is significant. 
when you look at that valuation, you know, it's 14 times 2022 adjusted EBITDA. So they're, they're pricing the deal today on earnings projected two years from now. So, so you have to give uh, ATI and their bankers a lot of credit because, you know, the, the people that own the SPAC and the investors in the SPAC are, are very, very bright. And they were able to get them to buy in the, hey, look, you know, here's the data, here's the information, here's our company, this is what we do, this is how we can get to that valuation in 2022. Um, so it, it, it's significant. It's, it's going to be in five years from now, we'll look back on it and say, wow, that really started, you know, a change in the way the market's going to move. So, Tom, will the SPAC enable ATI to become a new public company faster? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's day one. I mean, when once the merger happens, you know, and there's a, you know, a purchase agreement's been signed. So once it happens, ATI will just trade. I mean, the, 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 there's the SPAC currently trades on, on the stock exchange. You know, you can buy a share for like $10.30, but it's still right now it's a shell. But you know they're going to do that. They're going to do this deal. So, yeah, it'll become a publicly traded company probably in the next 60 days. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Tom, I know you've been in other industries prior to coming to the rehab industry. And so in your experience, what could some of the potential impacts be now on the rehab industry as a whole? Yeah, so when you, when you look at it, you know, the way we look at it, you know, at the firm is is we kind of look at the top 30 companies, then we look at the top 10, the top 20. And, and as I said, you know, you had four or six companies that were going to go into a process of sale or recapitalization in 2020. And it got postponed by COVID. Well, those transactions are now coming to market. And where I think we would have said prior to what just happened with ATI, you know, maybe half of those, maybe even three quarters of those companies would have gotten recapitalized with other private equity, you know, because that's what's been happening, right? I mean, I think ATI has had five or six private equity investors. And, and, you know, you look at the other companies, they've all had two or three. And so that would have been natural because there's still a lot of growth. However, you know, if ATI's publicly traded stock holds up in the next six, nine months, I think what's going to happen is as these middle market companies come to market, that it's going to be, you know, upstream, ATI, Athletico, you know, buying them instead of them getting recapitalized because, um, those companies are all going to need exits and and why not exit you know with a public offering now that you you look we have us physical therapy fabulous company stocks currently trading at an all-time high they just released earnings this morning look pretty good given covid um you know so that's a little different because it's a it's a partnership model so ati will be just like a wholly owned clinic model and if it holds i think you'll see these other companies you know, look for exits the same way. And and that's going to be significant because if you look at those four to six companies that are going to be for sale, it's over 1,100 clinics. You know, perspective is uh, Novacare has 1,800, you know, part of Select Medical, and then ATI is 900. And, you know, if you look at upstream, you know, eight or not, 800. So, you know, if they add 
200, 300, third 1100, you know, uh, Atletico, you, you know, is right in there too. So I think, I think that's, that's what we're going to see. And, uh, you know, when you look at other sectors, to, to, back to your original question, Paul, like home care and hospice, exact same thing happened. Big, big influx of private equity built these companies up. Remember, private equity is investing in people, systems, research. And so they're building these companies up and you get so big that the only way you can exit is to sell to a bigger company, typically publicly traded. And so th that those businesses, you know, consolidated. And today in home health, there's basically, you know, four big publicly traded companies, big. Um, but 10 years ago, they, they weren't big at all. Um, and so um, I think we're going to see that here. And so, you know, the, the markets are, are going to be uh, very, very fragile for a while because, it, you know, if, if, if you know, uh, an ATI or Athletico or Benchmark, if they pick up, you know, one of these 250 clinic companies, it's going to keep them busy. You know, and, and you got to keep in mind, too, this isn't this isn't new for a lot of companies like upstream. But Dreyer, that was a real big deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then and then Atletico, um, you know, they bought accelerated five years ago and, and, and spent a couple of years integrating those. Um, but you look at the teams that that the, these companies have built, you know, serious big company executives, leaders that have been brought in to take these companies to, to sorry about that take these companies to the next level and uh um and that's what's happening and i just want to point out on ati if you look at their senior leadership team like they they've taken people from you know big publicly traded companies and and they they are prepared for this and they're executing on this plan that they they must have had in place so um it, it's exciting yeah yeah um Tom, by the way, that that was a, a an incredibly athletic move you just made there to get to get the lights back on. Very, you know, my gosh, an investment banker that also has, you know, high athletic ability. He's done an Ironman, oh, by the boy. way. Tom Carton has done an Ironman. I didn't mention that. Um, so, so Tom, what it sounds like then is that. You know, and I heard you talking about this a number of years ago is that, you know, these top 20 or 30 companies, they're going to start consolidating amongst each other. And it's, so it sounds like we have three or four companies that are pretty poised to be the acquirer. And then there's another four to six companies that you are also saying seem to be poised as, you know, wanting to get a partner to kind of get to their goals quicker. And so when you look at the industry now starting to consolidate like that at these top levels, creating these, let's call them mega, mega companies, mega sized companies, what impact will that have on small to mid-sized companies in terms of their opportunities to partner or to sell their businesses, as well as their ability to continue operating independently? Well, there's going to be a lot of activity. And, and you know, the, the companies that are, say, in, in the number 11 to 30 position, you know, they, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be um, pressed to, to grow more. And, and to be, uh, you know, more acquisitive, whether it's de novo or straight up acquisition. So, you know, I think you're going to see some pressure there and, and you're going to see some activity there. Uh, but, but here's the reality. When, when these, 
you know, kind of mega companies come into the market, you know, they come into the market very sophisticated and, and they have systems, they have data, they have specialty programs, they have community outreach, you know, and so th they're going to they're gonna have an impact, you know. Lots of people say, oh, XYZ came into my market and nothing happened. Well, maybe they're just you know integrating but but it will happen and and you know they they can go out to the big orthopedic groups and and give them research and give them data and and and, you know, and design specialty programs etc cetera, etc cetera. and 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 they also they also Paul and this is key they invest in their employees like, you, you know you, you look at benchmark and ATI and but they all have like these universities right where you go yeah. And you know you get you know you, you get your your OCS you get your your your, your PhD et cetera, et cetera. So they're investing millions of dollars in in their employees, in their systems, in their communities, and and that's going to have an impact. I, you know I'm not saying that you can't have a three clinic company be successful in in your area. You certainly can, but you know the closer you get to a you know bigger town or a bigger city where some of these companies that come in, it's going to have an impact. You know, we love to talk about Chicago, right? You know, you've got, you know, Atletico, ATI, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they're on every street corner. And so uh, it's very, very competitive. And I think that's that's what we're going to see. Um, and, and we're already seeing activity. Like going into 2021, you know, phones are ringing. We're in business. We're back. Our balance sheet's good. You know, we will want to do deals. And and now you're going to see um, you're going to see some some real deal making. I, I think it's I think that when we get to the end of 2022, you know you're going to see at least three, maybe five companies with more than 1,200 clinics. Wow! I mean, which, wow. which is crazy to say. You know, if you think about 10 years ago, uh, you, you know, I mean, 10 years ago before. Novacare bought Physio. I mean, what? I don't know what they had. Seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so yeah. it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, and, and it's a big opportunity for physical therapists, for physical therapy companies, because again, these companies are invest. If you're a public traded company, you're investing for the long haul, right? Sure. And, and that's going to be really key to these markets. I, I think it's going to be great. I, it's going to be different. Going to be changed. But this is exactly what you would expect to happen. Fragmented healthcare sector, private equity comes in, builds, consolidates, builds, consolidates, and then they have to get uh, liquidity. And, and that, that's what's happening here. They're getting liquidity and um, it's, it's gonna be really exciting. So Tom, I overheard you and our two M&A analysts, Ben and Joe, talking a little bit about when these companies do an IPO, it tends to make more public and to expose, that's a word I want to use, the margins that physical therapy companies are able to achieve, the reimbursement that we're able to achieve. Do you see that now with another IPO and potentially some others following, that that could have um, an impact on the industry as a whole? due to that exposure? Yeah, you know, so we saw it in the, in the two sectors that I just mentioned, home health and hospice. And, 
And you know, when you when they're not doing a traditional S1 IPO uh, ATI, but somebody else will, and and the information will be available. And so sometimes you, you have insurance companies react, or you have Medicare react and say, hey, geez, you know, I didn't, didn't realize that you know you guys are making so much money. So it's really, <laughs> it's not like they're making so much money, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of work that goes into getting people well, sure. and and so. You know the the industry will have have to defend itself, and and uh, you know we've got some really you know really great organizations out there doing that, you know, and having conversations, lobbying groups, et cetera, et cetera. But th there will be more conversation around it, and uh, I mean it's natural, right? We, we're always our clients are always trying to talk to the insurance company, you know, give them evidence-based data and outcomes data, and just say, you know, look. You know, this is what it takes because everyone, every PT coming out of school now is a doctor, right? And so you got to pay them a certain amount of money, and sure. to, and and you know we need a certain amount of reimbursement. And by the way, these are our outcomes. We can keep people out of the hospitals, nursing homes, you know, LTACs. And so um, I think I think there will be some of that over time. Yeah, yeah. So Tom, based on this major change and this event that's coming. Um, what advice would you have for rehab businesses, you know, single clinics or multi-clinic rehab businesses? What advice would you have for them right now? Well, you know, I think it's 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 consistent with, with prior advice, which is A, you make sure you know your business inside and out and and, and you know, have a plan. You know, do you have a, have a plan for a one, three and five year plan for, for you and your company? And, and, you know, what impact do you think it, it would have on you if, you know, one of your biggest competitors got bought and, and they, you know, came to town. And, and I think you have to be proactive. Don't wait and see, right? Don't, don't wait and see. Go out and talk to the physicians, you know, be more involved in the community because, you know, you have the market. you got to defend your market and grow your market. And, and so I, I, I say, you know, be prepared, right? You know, really know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Have a way to improve your weaknesses. You know, put together a plan um, to grow your business. You got you got to be growing right now, and and uh, and then whatever happens in your market, you're you're ready for it, right? I mean, you, you, there's a whole bunch of scenarios you can't predict for the future, but you can prepare yourself for a change. And the best way to do that is make your company the best company in the market. Yeah, yeah. What great advice? Great, great advice, Tom. I really appreciate you spending the time today, and I think for our listeners. Um, what great information, and, and thank, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me, Paul. As always, it's, it's, it's great. It's exciting. You know, we're so invested in, in the rehab industry that, you know, any way that we can help, you know, our clients and, and the participants in the industry, you know, we'd love to do it. So thanks for taking the time for me today. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And for those of you out there today, um, I hope this um, you know, information in regards to this announcement, because you're going to hear a lot of discussion about this announcement. And I can tell you when it comes from Tom, it's real. Um, you know, one or two of the things that really jumped out at me from the conversation with Tom, one was how, again, exposure to insurance companies, exposure to Medicare, it really points to our need and desire, as many of the CEOs of these top companies are saying, we need to continue to drive our profession as, and our, as a profession 
as so meaningful to patients. And we need to continue to drive the value that we provide to our patients. I think that is first and foremost, when this kind of news comes, what we need to do at the local level. And then second, as Tom said, plan your strategy now. If you're looking to potentially sell your business or partner with another business, this is a window of time that you can optimally do that, but you need to be prepared. So start that preparation today, whether it's three months off, six months off, or six years off. Start that preparation today. I thank you all for joining us today. And if you have any questions or want to talk about any of the topics that Tom or I discussed today, click below, give us a call. We would love to talk to you. Thank you.